Do you wanna rub on Simba's tummy? Or think that Spider-Man looks extra yummy? The pain of childhood is super funny. On Did That Do It For Ya? Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Do It For Ya podcast, the Sexual Awakenings podcast where we talk about the media that made us horny for the first time. We have a very special guest with us today, Lucas Lee Caldwell. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. How, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I don't know. yeah. That's good. That's like better than most. That's yeah. like, I don't, I don't even know if I should keep asking that question. <laughs> well, if, I don't know. Look, uh, th that question always has so many answers. Like, I don't know, on a day to day, I'm great. You know, I don't know. Uh, you right? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> why not? I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Exactly. Good enough. And like, <laughs> I feel like I've been saying that I've been saying like, oh, I should stop asking that question. I've been like saying that since God, the 2020. Sure since I started this podcast mm -hmm. and I continue to ask it because that that's our social script. Cause like, you know? what are you at? What else are you doing? You, Cause you follow the script. You can't go off script. <laughs> like yeah. recently I, um, instead of asking people what they do for a living, I want mm -hmm. to like ask, okay, so like, what's your community role? Yeah. Like, and people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, but isn't that a question you'd so much rather answer? Yeah. That's a great question. I used to ask people, I used to ask like coworkers, when I worked at in like restaurants and stuff, I would just be like, what do you do? Like, what, what is it that you are? And they would be like, so taken aback by that. They're like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, well, what do you, I was like, I don't know, like hobbies or interests or like anything other than just like you are what your job is. I don't Ew, know. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. Like outside of your capitalist role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who are you? Like, what do you, what do you do? Like what, what would you fill your time with? If outside you... of your corporate prison that you're. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because Hi. like, oh, here comes my partner. Hi, I'm on a podcast. I heard we won. We got a gift certificate. We got two gift certificates. Oh, $40. $40. I could have paid my tab with that. Full disclosure, Lucas. Um, I was at a bar trivia before coming. Oh, wow. That's, that's why. <laughs> that's okay. why I was late. I apologize. That's okay, but that's my... totally fine. I used to work for a bar trivia company. So. There you go. So my, my team won, though. So it was okay. worth it. It that's was worth great. it to be late for you. Yeah. Well, Apologies. You. <laughs> the thing I was going to say, oh God, what was I going to say? I don't know. We were talking um, about corporate prisons. Corporate prisons, community. Right. So like, <laughs> I guess like, oh, I had a thought that was totally, it was going to be so cool. It's okay. And it was so interrupted. But I guess, Lucas, what's your community role? What do you fill your time oh with? You didn't have the <laughs> confines of capitalism shackling you mm -hmm. to making money. <laughs> what would you fill your time with? Um, so I'm, I, I am lucky enough to have a job that is currently adjacent to a lot of my interests is that I just work at a comic book store. It's like a comic book store slash pinball arcade. Um, so I've got a lot good there that I do. I don't know. I, I watch a lot of TV and movies like anyone does. Um, I play a lot of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons when I have time and when pe people can meet. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I paint. I, I guess I'm an artist also. I um, Yeah, I, I, I paint and I sculpt things. So I like to use my hands to make things that exist in the world. <laughs> That's so good and very, yeah. that's exciting. I, I love that you work at a comic book store and an arcade. That sounds like a dream. That sounds yeah. like a fun capitalist uh, 
it is nice. It is nice. It's a small, it's a small business. It's brand new. I like helped open the store. Um, it is a queer owned business. <gasps> oh, book store is what they like to call it. Yeah, rep it. Because um, it is. Um, yes. Um, yeah, and uh, that is where I work. It's called Revenge of, if anyone's ever in LA. <laughs> Say it one more time for the Reve- listeners at home. Revenge of, uh, friend of the pod, Kenzie Bazan also yeah! works there with me. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that you two are working there. I love Kenzie very much. Uh, Listeners at home will remember the Pirates of the Caribbean episode, which was a hoot and a half. (laughs) And uh, that's great. What what is your like favorite comic series? What what got you into the world? Oh boy, what got me into the world is not what I read now. Like I feel like what got me into the world of comic books is just like what gets most people into it, which is like superheroes, but they're so boring. I agree like, with you. I um, have to agree with you. <laughs> so boring. There's like so much more that comic books have to offer than than just like boring, repetitive like Batman. Not to not to say that there isn't like good Batman stuff, but like I'm just like so done. Like <laughs> this is a safe space to to hate on Batman. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I like famously don't like Marvel. Um, Sure. Not that's just never been yeah. I like the kind of history of comic books. I find yeah. that to be super interesting, just like yeah. as a Jewish person, like sure. obviously very mm-hmm. much like the history of comic books in America is like very much entwined with the history of Jewish people yeah. in America. Um, but like I can't I can't I don't know if like my particular brand of neuroses just like I can't like focus. You can't focus. I can't stay engaged. Because like, I cannot read a book. Like I cannot read a book at all period ever. I I, like, I read, I do audiobooks at like two times speed while I'm doing other things. Two times Um, speed. Does it sound um, like a chipmunk? What goes on? No, they like, they like pitch it down. So it sounds normal. It's just fast. It's just like clips along. Um, But I, so I read, that's how I like read actual book books, but like comic books work for me. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely brand of I don't know I I have like that dyslexia like a lot sometimes so it's like hard to read books <laughs> uh, yeah I that is so fair and understandable I like used to read a lot of books and now I read Twitter yeah so much worse yeah. um brain poison as they, I know I've I've recently super interestingly I have like gotten into reading books about the internet and like books okay. about social media so clearly yeah. like I'm interested yeah. In online. And that being said, also, I didn't want to like, I, not to misguide you, I have read and enjoyed graphic novels. Like, I'm sure. Super, yeah. Like, that's like the, an art form I like deeply respect mm-hmm. and like love. And like, and I've definitely read a few that are like definitely some of my favorite books I've ever read. Yeah. Um, I just don't like superhero stuff. That's, a, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I don't particular I mean I end up reading a lot of it because I work there but like I also don't yeah Uh, (laughs) you gotta you gotta keep current for your job but like yeah exactly yeah like I know what is happening with the Justice League even though I basically couldn't care less oh please tell me what's going on with the Justice (laughs) League I must know killed them all again and they're gonna bring them all back to life in like six issues and no one cares and it's very confusing and yeah so, hey. Yeah, I was like, I went to go see Endgame with some folks because yeah. I was trying to smash this dude. Oh. Um, anytime I have engaged seriously, and like, I'm st- I'm not speaking about like comic books. I feel like the books are very re- removed 
from oh, my life. Definitely. But like, it's hard to escape. <laughs> the, the Marvel, the Disney, the, the everything Just of it all. Everything yeah. of it all. You know. Um, I read a very funny Twitter thread the other day of this girl who was like, "Ah, oh, like creativity in the film industry is dead. I'm so glad I work for Disney." <laughs> and oh, it's like, boy. girl, what? <laughs> Are you uh, serious? <laughs> uh, that's wild. That's like a wild tweet. I mean, that's a wild thing to say. And she was dead serious, like completely yeah. earnest. Like she buried it in a thread too. Like yeah. she had like her, she started off so strong, and then like three <clears throat> tweets in was like, I work for Disney, and I'm so grateful. And I'm like. Like, okay, yeah, on a, on a, like, very basic level, they are, like, making stories and creativity, but, like, and I know, okay, lots of people work on those things, whatever, but, like, they're also just, like, corporate money grabbing, like, they are a formula created by an algorithm that is generated by no one and has no, like, sense of personality at all. Thank you, um, I completely agree, um, thank you for saying yeah. the quiet part out loud. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I want to see what I think I see kind of happening. I don't know if you watched the movie Fire Island on Hulu. Um, I, I saw parts of it. I saw I was in and out. Uh, oh, highly recommend. Was, my fiance was watching it and I was making dinner. And I, I so I I've seen I've like been in the room for all of it, but I was not paying attention to the first half. <laughs> sure. But like go back and watch yeah. it again, because okay. it feels like it feels like how the like mid-sized studio rom-coms of the 90s and like early 2000s felt yeah like it feels very much like that vibe which is like some of my favorite films of all time yeah. like are came out of like the mid-sized studio like i mean great abs rom -coms. absolutely but like I, I just don't care about special effects or no. fight scenes or no. like, i just don't i don't care and i just hate it so much and like i don't know uh, there's a great example. RoboCop was made for like a million dollars <laughs> and RoboCop is an amazing movie and RoboCop is a trans icon and like, and there's so much going on in it. And I would rather have a mil like a hundred movies and one of them ends up being as good as RoboCop <laughs> and, and then, and, and, and not spend a hundred million dollars on one end game like yes oh my god yes that is so well put one yeah. robocop for a million dollars thank yeah. you yeah. no totally 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 yes um robocop is a trans icon that is so funny that is so uh, funny it's, it's true i don't know look into a lot of it <laughs> i will i mean yeah. it definitely that like ties into like our topic for today but like before i get into that sure <laughs> I feel like I usually like ask my guests, how did we meet each other? Yeah. But this is the first time you and I are meeting. Yes. So I guess I have no, I have to, I have to ask, what's your first impression? What do you think of me? Um, <laughs> you're, you're great. I follow you on social media because we, but even though we do not know each other, we have many people in common. So uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, if that makes sense. Um, and I've listened to the podcast before. Kenzie told me about it and I've listened to several episodes. So um, it's very good. Uh, do you want me to keep flattering you? <laughs> That's fine. You did great. Um, right. No, I know. I know of you um, mostly like, yeah, through we have mutual friends because yeah. of the, the SOU crowd. And um, obviously Kenzie Bazan, friend of, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod. And uh, also uh, Austin Comfort, friend of the yeah. pod. Yes, Austin um, so, is like my best friend. So. Oh my God, yeah. I love, so Austin Comfort needs to 
Yeah, we've been trying, been trying to get him on this podcast. Say, has he done an episode? You said friend of the pod. I was like, I have not seen his name pop up. He hasn't done an episode yet. We okay. have like intentions. We have okay. intentions because he and I both love the same incredibly horny um, ABC like made for TV miniseries, The Tenth Kingdom. Oh yes, okay. You know that? You know I, it? I'm, I'm aware of The Tenth Kingdom. I've seen probably like the first episode or two. Um, I haven't seen all of it and that... I'm I, sorry. <laughs> you look so disappointed. No, I'm not. Like, I'm actually doing no, very well not... and you should have seen Leo's face. It's just no, like that's actually, devastated. No, it's the exact opposite actually. <laughs> I'm like, anytime anyone tells me that they actually know what that is and have heard of it, I'm like, oh, because <laughs> Like, I've seen like the first episode, maybe episode and a half. Okay, well, definitely yeah. watch all of it. But like, oh my god! Like, anytime anyone knows what that is, I'm so happy, and that's why I'm like trying to get Austin to come on and talk about it because like nice. I know that it was like a horny moment for him too. So I'm like, please, like let's yes. we have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's one of those things you go back and watch, and you're like, oh, that was like probably not the best thing for my young impressionable mind to be. Sure. Um, picking up on but you know like what was what what was what is what is life like what is allowed (laughs) everything is so like and i feel like i mean on the one hand (laughs) on the one hand like was lion king 2 like the horniest movie ever made absolutely yes was it like probably really problematic i haven't watched it because i'm afraid yeah Um, i've never seen it also yes what look now that's disappointment that's a look of disappointment i know that for sure is but like oh gosh i know that some of your closing questions we'll get into stuff we'll get into it we'll get into it i want to know we'll we'll know more but like i my favorite thing about doing this podcast is when someone suggests something that I like, ha- I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. So, um, and like the timing of you bring of you bringing up what you want to talk about was actually like super fortuitous. Cause I have, uh, I just did a Naruto episode, which yeah. by the time of recording, this will drop tomorrow. Okay. Um, so I'm like, I'm kind of on an anime kick. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm, I'm reconnecting with my inner child who I well. <laughs> shut down because I was like, no, you can't like anime, anime. You already don't have any friends. That's true. The, the, <laughs> I feel like the Naruto episode, people will be like, oh, I, I know Naruto. I feel like the thing that I picked is like something that it's like I... a, something no one has ever heard of. <laughs> that may be true, but like, I, like, I'd never heard of it. Sure. Not, but that's not like, I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot, but like, thank you for bringing this into my life um let's we should okay tell tell the tell the listeners at home what we're what we're talking about um we're talking about kashimashi girl meets girl it's an anime from like 2005 to 2007 um yeah uh it's uh i don't know it's uh lovely it's lovely it is so surprising well then the the music will go here it'll be like This is like coming purely from like an outsider's perspective. Sure. Um, just like there is something horny about anime, like full oh, stop. Oh, full stop. Ab- absolutely. It feels like they're like, like, I don't, maybe it's just like c- cultural stereotypes or maybe it's like internalized sexism, but like anime is like 
sexier than other media it feels like yes Even not particularly sexy anime like this and this one's like very much a romance yes like it's not like it's not like there's like boobies hanging out and there's people showing their vagina I mean there are some boobies hanging out but like there are some bo- but <laughs> to a, for a purpose for like a yeah. narrative purpose the exactly. boobies like served a function yeah like I'm like I, I think I brought this up with with Lawrence and talking about Naruto, yeah. but like even in the first episode of Naruto, like he turns into like a naked girl. He turns into a naked girl, yeah, for sure. And just like, yeah, I don't know if it is my own internalized stuff about um like hypersexualizing Japanese sure. culture or whatever. Like it could very well be. But like there is just something sexually charged about I, anime. I know. And and <laughs> It, I think I, I have a theory that may be untrue, but pornography is illegal in Japan. So oh. like, I think that anime is hornier because it is the kind of closest, it's like, it's like they like adjusted down it to like, you know? That um, would make sense. That is, that is a wild theory that I have that is not supported by anything other than that pornography is illegal in Japan. Like, yeah. uh, so, we, are, we are two white people talking yeah, about this. That is so speculation like... for sure, but like. Uh, yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. Oh, wait, okay, wait, brief sidebar. What are your yes. pronouns? What? Um, well, we can talk about that if you want. Um, Influx. This is this won't be on yeah. the pod. This is just so like I know how to like yeah. refer to you, and um, I should have asked before. That's okay. Um, Influx. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> will yeah. Will this come up as we discuss the Poten- topic poten- at hand? Potentially, if oh, I don't, wait. if I can like actually speak about it. So <laughs> you're welcome to. But sorry. Now back back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled programming. Um, well, I actually I kind of wondered because I was like as first first when I like read the I like I like I didn't even like I didn't like even read a synopsis I was just like I'm going in I'm going in raw I'm going in raw (laughs) but like immediately like the first so like okay so like brief synopsis for folks listening at home because you probably don't know this Lucas do you want to tell us (laughs) um sure sure so it's it's an anime that's sort of I don't know it's like a gender bender anime gender like swap anime which is tentatively like a very sub 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 genre of anime and manga but this is like I don't know the first one that I've seen that I ever saw but also but also it's about a a, a boy named Hazumu who gets hit by an alien spaceship and just turned into a girl and that happens in the first episode and right. and um and it's about it's about her like being a woman and like and like falling in love and having a love triangle with two other women and like um and like all of that stuff around there yes Um, it is it was so surprising Lucas (laughs) I like so the first scene like this is literally the first scene so if you do end up checking this out like I'm not really spoiling anything first scene two girls kiss and I was like lesbians yeah the first yeah it's like it's like all like quiet there's like it's like the wind is rustling you can't hear what they're saying you what they're saying and then like another one is sees them kiss and drops all of her stuff and you're like what is even happening this is such a weird opening yeah like Um, yeah just picture my face like that (laughs) meme of uh tiffany new york pollard saying beyonce but it's me going lesbians yeah (laughs) that was my reaction and then like as we went on i didn't know it was going to be a gender bend thing I don't know, like, if it's just, like, a trans magnetism, but, like, all of the gender bend, like, animes somehow found me. Like, <laughs> I almost exclusively, with, like, Naruto accepted, have, like, watched gender bend animes. 
Yeah, I mean, I have seen a fair few of them as well. Have you seen Our on High Host Club? Um, I I didn't ever watch that one because most of them are guys in that one. Um, right, if yes. that makes sense to that you. That does make sense to me. I only ask because I'm going to at some point pull up a quote from... I know of it and I had lots yeah. of friends who read and watched Oren High School high school host club it is my favorite anime okay well it is everything to me. check it out and there is a essay um that i'll probably reference a few times yeah. in here um called um the power of truth gender and sexuality in manga uh okay. by oh, hold on one second i gotta <laughs> pull it up i, I want to make sure i get the citation right Great. it's edited by tony johnson woods the essay itself is written by tanya darlington and sarah cooper and it's really interesting and I will be talking about it as we Great. go on. But like first, my, yes, my first question for you is what was your first experience finding this show? What was sure. your first experience um, of, of watching it? So um, I grew up, I grew up in a very Christian repressed um, heteronormative um, uh, household, let's say um, like, very like uh gay people are bad and sex is ignored um like 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 bad bad like um like we went to i went i went to church two times a week for the first 18 years of my life wednesday and sunday um, uh like <laughs> but like protestant evangelical um i don't Catholic. actually know what denomination it was mm. I, I it it's called four squares the church it started with a p probably but like i don't know it feels like they were like one of the they were like their own thing i don't know it was a very large church in the town that i grew up eugene um oregon and, yes eugene, oh oregon. um and and my parents were very conservative and Christian and like we were not allowed to watch like read Harry Potter for a long time until my parents like were like nah, we read it it's fine and you're like, okay. <laughs> there's no um, devil in here <laughs> yeah well there is but a different kind um, oh. and we didn't know that at the time uh, oh no yeah <laughs> no well how could we know at that yeah. time. Um, but like, but like, I wasn't allowed to wear like costumed characters for Halloween because that was like the devil. And I like, wasn't allowed to like so many things. Um, so, um, <laughs> jumping to more relevant things, that's some, that's some side story. I didn't see, um, like I didn't interact with anime of any kind until high school, uh, sophomore year when I was in the anime club. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you hadn't seen any anime, you were just like, I'm going to join the anime club or do well, you get like friends and offered the... free food. Oh, that's how they get you. <laughs> we also grew up poor. So <laughs> you're like, fuck oh, yeah. <laughs> so like food, uh, snacks and rice. Um, mm. and, and they put, they put the first episode of that on one time in the anime club. And I went home and like watched like all of it right afterwards. Um, and like, I don't know, <laughs> like, like little, little high school brain Lucas, who, <laughs> who doesn't know literally anything and whose parents are like, bad like i don't want to call them bad one of them's dead um but hey um, dead parent like, club bless yeah. up but they were they were and are unique um like I, I didn't even like know like gay people existed really like oh really. whoa 
Yeah, like, um, and like to the extent that I did, I was just told that they, that it was bad. So um, when I saw Kashimashi, I was like, oh, they're like gay, but it's allowed because she just got hit by a spaceship. And that's like, she doesn't have any other option to be, but to be gay. So that was like, that was like me watching it. But like, also, I don't know, it just like, resonated with me on a very deep level <laughs> um so like i don't know i i like i like i like wanted that to happen to me <laughs> so oh my um, god yeah. oh um, that's yeah. gorgeous <laughs> yeah. i love that wow <laughs> thank, thank you yeah um, that's amazing um, but yeah that's how i first encountered that <laughs> and so like what was like the moment that you like clocked recognized like oh this is making me feel stirrings inside. Um, gosh, it's like complicated because because I I never like I know I'm skipping to your like closing questions a lot. Eh, um, I never they're had all a, like, they're all intertwined. I never had a the talk mm. like period. Um, the closest thing that I ever got to was at one time in the car, like senior year of high school, maybe even like bef just before I moved to college. My father was like, just so you know. Heavy petting causes genital warts. <laughs> He's uh, so right. And he yeah, should say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, great. Um, little, he it's a li yeah. He didn't like, explain to you what heavy petting was. It was a little no, too late for no, that. No, you already like, had genital warts. I assumed that I like knew <laughs> probably. Uh, like, I don't know. Look. <laughs> um, so, so um, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's complicated complicated because I'm like tentatively also asexual. Mm. Um, not entirely. Um, I still enjoy uh, uh, some heavy petting myself, <laughs> they say. One of life's um, great joys. Yeah, and I get a lot of, I don't know, enjoyment out of being there for other people. Um, so that's always good. Um, but, but like, even watching, like, I don't know, all of the things that you have reps, uh, all of the episodes, I was like, oh, interesting. I guess that show was horny. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that, that I like, I don't know. It's, it's so, so the stirrings for me were a lot of like gendery stuff and mm. like, and like um, experiencing a new thing and like um, a lot of that. So, yeah, no, I love that. And I think, yeah. um, I mean, I've had my mom on this show. So, like, and she, did not understand what was going on and was <laughs> that is very funny to me i laughed like out loud when you talked about it i don't i haven't heard her episode but you mentioned it in another one it's actually really sweet and like yeah. thankfully for her she like picked the sound of music which like has yeah. two of the hottest actors like ever yeah, so like it was fine that that misunderstanding happened but like <laughs> but also like talking to folks who uh, I mean, I'm not going to name names because I don't know like who is out or about what, but like, I think it's important to also like talk about how um, it's called, like I say sexual awakening and like it is that, but I think that encompasses yeah. like a couple of different like for sure things. Yeah. Like I think it can be like your first recognition of like desire. It can be your first recognition yeah. of like a relationship pattern that you want to emulate. It can yeah. be like literally like the first thing that gave you a boner. Like exactly, it can exactly, be exactly. It can be something that awakened like a recognition in yourself. Like I yeah. think a lot of queer people that I've had on the podcast, and like let's be real, it's mostly queer people that I've had on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my community. Um, <laughs> talk about like the things that like made them clock into themselves a little more. And I'm 
always super fascinated by that. And like, I, I could see like when, when you, when I was watching this and like thinking about it and like, obviously I haven't met you yet, sure. but I could see it going either way. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's either going to be like, oh yeah, girls kissing. Yeah. Or it was going to be like, oh, like it's I It's going to be like very like rot, like, like, oh yeah. I just love it when like girls make out. Like girls that. making out, girls yeah. touching each other's yeah. titties. And yeah. I was a little bit like Lucas, but. <laughs> wow. You're going to judge me. I won't say anything. I I am, I am a feminist until there's a spider on the floor sure. and um that <laughs> you know i'm not going to i'm not going to like you know sexualize lesbians for sure. the male gaze but i think sure. my guess is it's a little more complicated than that and uh, <laughs> i'm so interested to like hear more about um what what this awakened in you specifically it's it's a lot it's i don't know i i'm so bad at talking about it because of my upbringing that i like have never told people about so you're life. like i'm gonna go on a podcast yeah. and tell six people who listen yeah <laughs> um yeah but but yes but also like it's time i'm uh, old i'm i'm old you have yeah to... at your big age yeah exactly um i've been old for far too long and it's time to say things yay uh, we're here um, to hear them we love them here this um, is the space for it yeah um but i don't know like like kashimashi was definitely like the first thing i ever like masturbated to hell yeah um, for like for sure um and i remember just like all like warped up like child me being like as long as i don't do this too much it's not a sin <laughs> <laughs> it's about balance <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, as long as i'm in control of that it's not bad <laughs> um so so <laughs> you're gonna have a giggle fit the whole the whole time I, so am I. I love it i just i love i love the rationalizations <laughs> and yeah. workarounds yeah that we do for our upbringings yeah because because let me tell you, God loves a workaround. He loves a loophole. He loves a loophole. He's like, I made these rules, but if you can figure out a way around them, more power to you. God loves a loophole. <laughs> yeah. God loves a reach around. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> um, I, you know what? It's so funny because the show actually, like in the first episode, talks about masturbation. Yeah. And I feel like, um. <sighs> That was like cool, I guess, to me that like he he was like, I for, I'm terrible with names and I'm not going to like know any of these characters names, but like the guy, the guy friend. Oh, Asta? Sure. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm going to bring Hazumo. Yeah. I got that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to bring Hazumo these dirty mags because he's yeah. having a bad day. <laughs> and it's like, day. that's a good friend. Yeah. Like if my friends showed up with porn, like, because I was having a bad day, I'd be like, y'all are like really great. And like that's encouraging nice. yeah. self-care. Yeah. I was like, so like not to compare this to an anime that you haven't seen, Sure. but, um, it feels like the inverse in many ways of this show is our on high host club yeah. because in that one, and I'm going to hopefully have Hannah Berg on to talk about this with me for a okay. bonus episode of the podcast. So keep an eye out. But um, that one that's available if you subscribe to the Patreon. If you subscribe to the Patreon oh. for as low as $1 a month, you can gain access to bonus episodes where I invite guests on to talk about whatever they want. That's and, some good information uh, to have. <laughs> yeah, just uh, in case you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash that do it for you pod. I feel like um, that was very natural. Like, yeah, let's keep that in. <laughs> you're good at marketing. <laughs> um, but so like it's it's about like Haruhi, who is a girl who is dressing up as a boy in order to um, 
I forget. I'm not. It's not ever really that sure. clear why she's doing it because it is a mixed gender school. Sure. But she's like, I need to do this for school and academic reasons. Yeah. And then she like finds herself in the company of these uh, gigolos of sorts. Yeah, basically like <laughs> gigolos. I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah. yeah. And I do. It's it's great. I think. Um, let me pull up. Let me pull up this quote, actually. Great. It's on my other computer. So like, I either Whoa, have to- Oh, you have two computers. I have one for I have one for work <laughs> and one for pleasure. Wow. One is for porn only. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're fine. Do, do you, don't, you don't have to apologize. You're always telling your guests not to apologize. <laughs> I know. Well, it's kind of a mix of like, I don't think people in general apologize enough. And uh. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's interesting because I've always been told to apologize less. I I apologize like a lot. Yeah. And everyone's like, stop apologizing so much. You're like, but I did something that I'm sorry for. Exactly. <laughs> That's like kind of my thought process. And I like, I get like, I shouldn't apologize for taking up space and things like sure. that. But I do think that, I think that like shaming people for apologizing is kind of like trying to like take a feminine trait and like make it bad. That's like yeah. my thought. That's my thought on that. Okay. Um. But okay. So here is for an excerpt from The Power of Truth. Uh, right. that I was talking about earlier. Hit me. I'm going to talk about some terms. I'm going to define them real right. quick. <laughs> so a Yuri is a... Yuri is a lesbian. Lesbian. Anime. You yeah. know? And then there's another term, a shoujo. Yes. Which is a romance anime. Yes. Great. Um, Shonen I and Yaoi have frequently been used as shoujo manga to help girls explore sexual identities and controversial issues without direct identification, yeah. without feeling threatened or exploited. Obviously, the same can't be said for Yuri, where female readers can directly identify with both partners, simultaneously experiencing the role of both lover and the beloved. Perhaps the emotional demand of this dual role playing is one of the reasons Yuri relationships have not been foregrounded in shoujo to the degree of their Yaoi and Shonenai counterparts have been. Nevertheless, Yuri themes are becoming more prominent in manga and are the central focus of only of the only seinen manga discussed here. Uh, Kashimashi, girl meets girl, revolves around a Yuri triangle as Tomari, great name, and Yasuna fight for yeah. the affection of ha Hazumu. At the heart of this relationship, and indeed Kashimashi itself, the issues are of gender performance. Mm -hmm. As it happens, Hazumu was a boy until high school, at which time she was run over by aliens who, <laughs> in the process of resuscitating her, accidentally switched her sex. In the first chapter of this manga, we see Hazumu, the boy, and quickly realize that he is timid and gentle and loves flowers, not at all the traditional shonen character. In fact, in the first chapter, we see male Hazumu wishing on a star, which is actually the spaceship, for a loving relationship, immediately following which he is changed into a woman, suggesting perhaps that the only hope for fulfillment of his wishes is in the shift of gender identification. Definitely, it definitely. And I'll also say, like, as a critical analysis of it, um, that they, it's very intentional that Hazumu doesn't have eyes. Until, that was literally the next sentence. Yeah, it's very intentional that that she doesn't have eyes until she is she transitions. Right, and I brought up Oran High Host Club for a reason, which is yeah. like I am an out transgender person. I identify as non-binary trans masculine. Which, like, of course, when I say it to cis people, they're like, all they hear is like the fucking teacher from Charlie Brown, like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but like, I have a feeling like 
are some of our listeners and maybe you might be able to understand what I mean by that. Yeah, I definitely like, do. <laughs> but I, when I saw the fact that like he didn't have eyes, I was like yeah. so struck by that visual. And I'm curious what that like meant to you, just like what um, that visual and symbolism means for you. Well, I, I would say that the show actually like goes into it kind of as to like why he doesn't have eyes as a boy and then does as a girl in, in like an element of the plot where um, I think it's Yasuna that um, when she's like romancing Yasuna, it comes out that the aliens are on earth because right. Yasuna has like a disease where she can't she can't see, see, she can't can't see, see men. She can't see men, but she 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 can't see them at all. They're just like gray blurs to her. She can't like identify any men or any masculine people, with the exception of Hazumu, that she can see him, but not his face. So she can identify him, which to me was always like, I don't know, it's like an indicator that Hazumu was a girl from the start of the, is a girl from the start of the show, but only can, only has like a, a, a like a, like a literal coming out after getting hit and run over by an alien. <laughs> Yes, and just yeah. like she and I forget the the wonderful friend with the glasses again names. Oh gosh, I don't um, know. The uh, only reason I remember Tamari's name is because it's Tamari, like the yeah. soy sauce, um, um, and Hazumu because it's the main character. Yeah, but like the the wonderful friend is like says like she doesn't seem to like mind very much yeah. like the the comfort that she has of just like embodying this and like her eagerness to learn and yeah. not at all being freaked out by her own like girlness. Yeah. And like, and like definitely like reveling in it and enjoying it and being surprised by a lot of those things. But, but um, there's, there's a part that I always remember um, a lot. I don't know why, but I remember it is for sure um, that when um, just in the second episode, she's like allowed into some female spaces, like a, like a lady's changing room and a right, locker she's room. in the locker room and, and she like talks, they're like talking to other girls in the locker room. And they're like, if it was anyone else, we wouldn't let you in here but because it is you you're allowed in this space and i was like oh that's because everyone sort of knows that that hazumu was a girl from the start of the of the show for yes. sure yeah. yes like yeah. this is like the amount of acceptance like around this i mean tom tamari seems to have the hardest time with she it she definitely has the hardest time admitting and coming to terms with it because she was in love with the masculine ideal of hazumu because she they're like long-term friends sure and i mean i <laughs> exactly. super i super get like having had kind of an experience of like someone being like, you should have done a last call before you uh, started transitioning and me being like, oh. Um, You're like, that's not the point. Don't say that. that. Definitely don't understand what is happening. That is awful. Excuse you, the pussy <laughs> yeah. is still fire. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, it, I, like, it, I know, like I read ahead, so I know how the you show, read ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I know how the show ends. Yeah. Um, I think that's really sweet, but yeah, I just knowing also that like Japan is not like very like it's not a very queer friendly like no it's not at least politically like <laughs> politically, I'm sure very much, yeah. that there is like I'm like absolutely positive that there is like a, a thriving LGBTQ scene in of Japan there like is. I'm there's positive a, there there's is there's a great comic that just came out by a non-binary um. Uh, manga creator called X Gender, which is very good, and it is about the LGBTQ 
um, scene and community in Japan if people want to read that. I would be interested in reading that. I'm like, again, like as I as I like continue to kind of research the internet, like I'm really I'm going to try to find tr track down just this essay because the whole book of essays is like thirty one dollars, and I'm like I just want to read this one. Yeah. Um, but like. I, <sighs> It is interesting that porn is banned, gay marriage is banned. I'm sure it's not easy to like gender transition there either. Um, I'm just saying stuff. I should maybe. Uh, no, I don't know. I can't. I, yeah, Again, I've these are two been. white. These are two I've white people talking about it. I've literally never been out of I would, America. Are you really? So, yeah. Uh, well, no, I, would, I grew up very poor. We didn't go on vacation. Born into Jesus. Yes. It's a classic yes. American story. So like, did your parents know that you were watching anime? Did your parents know that you were jerking off to anime? <laughs> um, no, no, for sure. Um, to, but, but, um, um, the they did they did find like I I remember like going to the library and like checking out like a lot of manga because I like had a library card and the bus system in Eugene is very good yeah um and they like found one of them once and it was like an adult sort of and like, it's it wasn't horny. even like a, it wasn't even like a sexy manga it was like it was like an adult like this lady gets addicted to drug to pills and she has to become a whore like and it's like dark and sad and like i wasn't even like like enjoying it i just i, I would literally just like pull random things off the shelf um and 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 they're like i can't believe you're reading this you're not gonna you don't get to check things out from the library anymore without our approval so like no. i had yeah so like whenever i'd come back from the library i'd have to like show them all the books that i checked out and the receipt and stuff you're uh, basically matilda yeah i know <laughs> um i mean i I, this is a very personal question, but you ask personal questions here on this podcast. Sure. What were you jerking it to? Um, gosh, um, like, I don't know. Like, was it also, the boobies? Like, what was it? It's definitely the boobies. Yeah, definitely boobies. I, 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 the, the sort of like, the sort of like a shallow pool of my sexual urges has, is always focused towards women. Yeah. Uh, um, women and femininity in general. Um, um and and like I, I don't know to yeah so like definitely the boobies <laughs> um I I don't know I remember like everyone looks at porn when they're young and they're like I'm gonna do a google search and I'm just like looking at like lesbians and first time lesbians having sex with each other girls like, kissing girls kissing yeah exactly <laughs> um, uh, uh, so yeah that 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 sort of thing definitely yeah. those those um girls and girl parts and yeah femininity you know, in general femininity is so yeah. so great um what i <laughs> what i find ain't it just what i find like fun about things like um kashimashi and yeah. our on high house club is that it's like and i get that this is like a genre like genre of anime yeah. that is like for girls specifically but like i feel you can feel like the femininity both in its creation and like the way that it is so for the female gaze. Oh, for sure. And like this felt to me like a like it felt like girl ro girl romance, girl on girl romance, like for, for girls. Girls, yeah. For it's like girls, it's not like sure. it's not like girl on girl porn where you see like a girl stick like a like a stiletto into yeah. another girl's vagina. It's oh, not, ugh. but like oh, the scene like. And again, like it's 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 anime, so it's a little yeah. hard, hard. but like the scene where she's like where Tamari is like teaching Hazumu how to put on a bra. I know. Oh, it's 
that scene like haunts me <laughs> it is so good but um, it's also yeah. like wonderfully like tender and sweet it's so it's so sweet and absolutely and and Hazumu's like so innocent and they, they both have like their characters in the scene that they're like playing very well yeah they like are doing their sort of like like Tamari's like a tomboy and is like a little uncomfortable with this stuff and Hazumu doesn't know anything so like Tom uh tomorrow has to like be the the more feminine one in the situation and it's like very touching and sentimental and like and and tomorrow like there's also the balancing of like Tamari's in love with Hazumu and and like I'm touching her body at this point and like and like her body that I'm uncomfortable with because it's all very new but like I'm her best friend so like what am I supposed to do just like let her not know how to put on a bra uh, it's so wonderful and charged with like so many layers and things and I yeah. liked it so much and I'm gonna steal it for a play I'm sure of it wow and uh all great artistry is theft um, Absolutely. <laughs> but like uh, a couple, like I love also that anytime like a boy tries to like hit on her, Tamari assumes this very like masculine role of being yeah. like physically aggressive. Yeah. And like, yeah, she's like a tomboy. She plays sports, but like those sports outfits, why is she running around the track oh my in God. underwear? That, that is, that is standard fare for Japanese sports. Like that is what women wear to in Japan. Underpants they, and a t-shirt. Yes, yes. Underpants and a t-shirt that, it, and, and like the schools that have the, the uniforms, like, like Hazumu, like at that school. Yeah. 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 Those are like the coveted schools that like that make, them wear those gym clothes like those are like the elite schools that kids that parents want to get their kids into which okay. is wild that is uh, wild i love seeing the difference between boys and girls uniforms in um in in these animes that i take yeah. in mainly because like a very formative show for me was gossip girl <laughs> sure. um i love a uniform like what, I, yeah uh, i like, love gossip girl well the first one <laughs> yeah, oh no boo <laughs> <laughs> boo the reboot boo the ending yeah. but um a friend of mine is watching gossip girl for the first time <laughs> and she's like oh my god chuck is terrible and i'm like yeah but wait like <laughs> Yeah. You can say that now, but tell me how you feel at the end of season one. Yeah. And then talk to me about it again. No. Um, I need to get someone on to talk to me about Gossip Girl. I'm like... Yeah, I watched it all in college, but I don't um, remember a ton of it. I watched um, it when I was 16 and so impressionable and like trying desperately to like figure out the, the blueprint for femininity. And I was like, yeah. Blair Waldorf. Mm -hmm. She seems to have this figured out. She does have it figured out. In a terribly toxic way. Yeah, she like sure. embodies toxic femininity. <laughs> She's um, a yeah. scary lady. <laughs> um, but uh, back to the topic at hand. Sure. I love a school uniform. Um, yeah. Again, to compare it to Arine, the, the boys are wearing suits and the girls are wearing these like gorgeous like yellow dresses that are like knee length. And they have like this beautiful like kind of peplum like crinoline yeah. thing going on mm -hmm. and i'm like that's great and then you go over to this school in kashimashi and the girls are in their little like tiny little skirts like red little pleated skirts a big yellow i bow. love that tamari has to be like has to keep reminding hosmi was like don't show your genitals yeah 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 like <laughs> put like, your hands over your mini skirt and you're like why do they why do they have to wear those mini skirts <laughs> and she's like waving it out she's like this feels great yeah yeah <laughs> and, this, and then when she's walking up the stairs She's like, stop. Yeah, yeah. Girls don't do that. And then she's like, but why? But but I I I did I like the I like the juxtaposition of Tamari Tamari like teaching Hazimu those things, but like she she like disregards her own 
all the time all the time like she like jumps down the stairs and and that's like one of the things that she tells us not to do and i think that that's like the thing between like the performance of like Mm -hmm. femininity that you like in like an inhabited femininity versus like a bestowed femininity am i making that clear yeah absolutely like and i think it it was yeah that was interesting to me just like the different rules for hazamu who is like a trans girl like and is like is like it has been invited into femininity in a fresh new way and like the Mm -hmm. rules are different for her than someone who was assigned like female at birth Mm -hmm. and how interesting that is and like how tamari can like be can perform masculinity while still exactly and still being being considered a girl girl. but like hazamu because like he even as a man embodied femininity Femininity. was like so embraced as a woman Mm -hmm. it's crazy um yeah and sure. I think there, yeah, I love, I love commentary like that. And like, again, I was so surprised by, by this anime and I so appreciate you saying you want to talk about it. Yeah. I love it so, so much. Um, I I, there's, there's one, there's one season, one like book, right? Just one season, one, it finishes, it like has a resolution. It has a conclusion. Yeah. yeah. There's only yeah. 13 episodes. Um, <sighs> yeah, I know. That's, and you only sent me 10. Uh, well, I, uh, my Dropbox isn't big enough. I, oh, sure. I, I, yeah. Fine. I'll find I, I them. I think I sent you 13. I just didn't send you like 9, 10, and 11. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I only watched up through three. Oh, yeah. can we talk about the teacher also? <laughs> she's, I don't understand. Yes. She, she's constantly saying that she's 35 and never had a boyfriend. That and was she's like, so funny. That was, <laughs> I'm 35 and I've never, never had a boyfriend. Had a boyfriend. <laughs> I love her. I think yeah, is she I love her. by Molly Shannon. Um, you watched it in English, yes? Yeah. Probably. probably. I have never listened to the English dub of it because Listen, it's not great. <laughs> I would recognize the voice of Betty Lou Who yeah. anywhere. <laughs> um, it, prob- it probably is. A lot of those animes got like actual Big names, like, yeah. names for their dubs. Um, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. But like, yeah, Um, I like heard a voice. I was like, oh, that sounds like Molly Shannon and also would be a great actor too. She's always like hurting herself. She's falling down all the time. Like she's so clumsy. Um, She's like, she's got the hots for the alien. Do her and the alien get together? I I don't actually remember. I I rewatched a lot of this. I haven't seen it in in several years um, for this podcast, but I didn't get to the end. um, I don't remember all of the subplots. Um, I want that for her so bad because she's 35 and never had a boyfriend. <laughs> and I feel like that's something also like, you know, the spinster teacher yeah. and she just like, you know, she wants to, she, she, she has, she believes in love. She yeah. like, she cares she fights so, so, she cares for her students and she fights for love so hard. Incredible, <laughs> aspirational, yeah. but she is constantly falling off balconies mm-hmm. and into holes. She has no help. For sure. No, <laughs> she tries. Useless. She's trying so hard, but she's absolutely useless in but, pursuit of love. And that's why I hope that she gets some alien dick. I want that for her. I, <laughs> or whatever those aliens have. Because... Whatever. I hope that like they get to play with. She gets to play with whatever that thing is on his head. Yeah, like, his, I hope yeah. it gets really weird, and that she like. I want. I want that for her so badly. I love her. One thing I'm pretty I did... sure it doesn't get that far. <laughs> oh damn! One thing I did not love. Is like how creepy the dad is. Thank is that you, what yes. you're gonna say? Yeah. yeah. That's like so creepy. Okay, so when you were talking about it being like um like anime that's like made for women, like romance port, like not porn, but like you know like yeah. what you're saying. Female um, gaze. It, female gaze, it feels like there is 
very starkly a, a contrast in a couple of the aspects of the show where they are for male gaze, where, where it almost feels like the creators of the show or maybe in like the manga, these aren't in. And then the producers of the TV show were like, you got to have some stuff for the dudes. Um, and like the dad is very horny and so inappropriate and like wants to sleep with his daughter. And it's so weird. And, and like also some of the Asta scenes later are not great. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I like was shocked by yeah. just the blatantness of okay, that. He's just, like, he's just like, I want to have sex with my daughter. Well, he says he wants to shower naked. He wants to with take a, daughter, bath with a bath her. with her. Yeah. He's like, fathers and daughters take baths. I'm like, excuse you. It's basically a shower because the showers are less common in Japan or oh, at least sure. more at the time. Sure, sure, um, sure. Yeah. And then the mom like beats him up. I think it's like meant for comedic effect. I feel it's like there might like there comedy. might be like a there might be like a cultural joke that we are like yeah that missing. missing. But it's weird. It comes across very strange. It does come across really strange. And like I know, like I don't know if you've ever seen um your name. Yeah. Yes, oh, of course. Yeah. great Abso movie. So good. Absolutely. Yeah. But like I definitely know definitely wanted oh. that. After I watched that, I watched everything that that director has done. <laughs> What a phenomenal film. Yeah. Again, like another, I feel like my favorite kind of like treatises on gender performance, like come out of Japan. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I, there's, I know, like, I don't remember if I watched the English dub or if I watched with subtitles, but like, there's also some jokes there that like, because there's like gendered nouns yeah. or yeah. like certain, there's like things Not that just, like, yeah, like, like jokes that get lost in translation. Absolutely jokes that get lost in translation. I'm sure because there are like, like, Japanese is so interesting with the way it because it, it's not just pronouns for gender. no no like all like lots of words you only use if you're a woman mm -hmm, or mm -hmm, only mm -hmm. use if you're a man mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. like uh like watashi is like I I'm a man and I can't remember like like all like all words there's so it's like a whole separate subject of language so like yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, no, and like that's I so I do I I want to give the show the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, like is this a cultural joke that sure. is this a parody on something that we are missing? Yeah. And like it is so bleak and like <laughs> it's, so it's, uncomfortable. It's Those jokes keep happening in like every uh, episode he like tries to see his daughter naked and like touch her boobs and oh, like, get her to wash him naked and like that it's is very uncomfortable. So bad. <laughs> yeah. You know what's okay? It's so, one of those moments yeah. where you go, I can I can enjoy parts of things and not the whole thing, and I could be critical of a thing that I still enjoy. You have to put on your like little like yeah. You have to put on your like I'm consuming media cap. Yeah, and, you're like yeah. Which I have to do so much because like I'm going back into things from like you know from the yeah. past yeah. and even our most recent past. We had some problems with yeah. some things. What I do appreciate though is that like I don't feel like in this series that either lesbianism or transgenderism is like the butt of the joke. Definitely not. Um, definitely not. Um, I, I think that it's, it's, it's very like pro be who you are, right? Like, like it's very like a pro that and Hasimu just happens to be like the luckiest girl in the world who got hit by an alien spaceship. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I think this is like the best possible outcome for, for her. Yeah. And like to just get your transition like fully paid for. Yeah. <laughs> like fully, fully paid for and like wildly technologically advanced beyond anything that exists on earth. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So like, I guess but as, as we move towards kind of the wrap up of, of our main topic, uh, something I love to hear about from guests is like, how yeah. do you see, like, how did you carry this with you as you like 
as your understanding of desire and love and cool. horniness evolved? Like mm -hmm. if you did it all? Um, that's, that's a tough question. Um, uh, for the most part, it's been like a secret thing that I never mm. told anyone that I was into. So, well, damn, I feel honored. <laughs> um, um, I, it's not entirely true. I'll tell you, I, I, I did, I did lend it to <laughs> one time in the hopes that he would like, I don't know, talk to me about it because uh, we were roommates. Um, um, but, but he never did. So. <laughs> Um, I can't imagine why. Yeah, so um, I don't know if we're supposed to bleep his name or I not will. Say I'll bloop yeah. his name. I'll bloop it with yeah. a little tee hee hee. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, like, so obviously like my, my I remember my break brother knew about the show because he was in anime club too and he was like why are you watching that that show's gay and then I like stopped watching it <laughs> like I had seen it like several times through all the way and then like then like my brother like shamed me into not enjoying things um typical brothers yeah exactly um uh so yeah um uh I don't know I just I I, I it, it gave me an idea of sort of like I don't know what romance is and mm. I, that's all of that and um yeah i don't know I hope it's a I'm hard a question it's, it's a, hard a hard question, question. i hope i'm a good guest you are a great guest you're a great guest you brought a great topic and i right. the good thing is is that I, i'm i'm sure all six people who listen to this <laughs> podcast will go out and try to find it and watch it now and then right. you'll have uh, six other people to talk to right. about it um and i'll i'll see if i can find a link or something to put in the uh, show notes yeah um, and i'm gonna that, put a link yeah. Very hard to find. Oh God! I have like I have like carried the files from like my like laptop I had in high school like all the way through every computer because it's like impossible to find. And well, I then, definitely pirated yeah. it in high school, so yeah. yes, I did an illegal thing. So if you are interested in watching the show, listeners, uh, join the Patreon, and I will yeah. put them on the Patreon. That's a good idea. Don't I hope they don't find me. I hope I don't get sued. Yeah. Um, but maybe um, I don't think I'm not entirely sure that the people who created Kashimashi from 2007 are going to be extremely litigious, uh, especially because it's not available for streaming literally anywhere. Like, right. That's why I'm worried that they are. Oh, really? Oh, you, so you're like, I'm not constantly put... hunting down the people who I'm share it. I'm not putting it on the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Um, but reach out to, to one of us if you're super interested. Yeah. And I, I really do think you should watch it. And like, obviously, additional reading. I think you should watch our on High Host Club and just do I a will, comparative. Yeah. And yeah. I'd love to talk to you about that. Um, yeah. I'm going to get Hannah Berg on to talk about it with me because it's her fault that I found it. Um, and um, I have I have one more um, before we go into wrap up questions. Yeah. And I ask you more about your uptight Christian upbringing. Yay! Um, I have... Um, so much fun. So much fun. I have a... I want to read the closing paragraph of this essay. Great. Okay. Might be a little long, but bear with me, folks. It must be abundantly clear by now, Kashimashi and the other five manga in this study seem to pose a number of questions. What is a man? What is a woman? How must men interact with men and women with women? How should they interact when in contact with the quote unquote opposite gender? How do we nationally or culturally, oh, that's wrong. How do national or cultural ideologies influence how we might answer these questions? What is tolerance and who has the responsibility to show it? In the final volume of Kashimashi, Hazumu is saved by the clutches of death by the truth of her love for, uh, for Tamari. Absolutely no mention is made of the fact that this love may transgress social boundaries. The power transcends harassment even when presented to the public gaze. Notably, the series correctly points out that 
points out here that the actual power is that one human being of whatever gender escapes the selfishness and self-centeredness that plagues our daily life in order to fully and completely pledge herself to the vulnerability required for someone to know her intimately. The power of Kashimashi, as well as the other animes discussed here, brings to mind Ramit's explanation of the function of gender of mm, brings to mind Ramit's explanation of the function played by gender reversal in religion and spirituality. In religions of several cultures, including the Shinto religion of Japan, ritual cross-dressing of the assumption of cross-gender behavior actually bring one's, brings one, quote-unquote, closer to the Godhead, associated with purification and with elevation to the highest state. A gender reversal allows one to move past the inherent limitations of the physical and the social to more fully feel one's spiritual essence, to more completely identify with God and the universal energy, which, as the wellspring of all creation, must include the entire continuum of gender within. Should I applaud? I... <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't. I looked at you expectantly, but that's I was okay. Like, ah, I don't know. Uh, yes. And, and I just it, there's like a lot more in between, like talking about the manga. But I just like one more thing. If both the creators and the audience can make the intellectual and emotional leap and incorporate such perspective outside of the boundaries of fantasy in the world of comics, then the ever evolving medium of manga could prove a wonderful force for social change. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. No. So like, thank you for bringing this into my life. And like, it piqued my curiosity so much, uh, folks, I'll link where I found uh, portions of this essay in the show notes. Um, but so you can read that. But I just thought that was so phenomenally yeah. put. And like, I loved, Very loved, yeah. loved reading this and like, and interacting with this. So like, tell me more about um, your lack <laughs> of sex education um so did you go to like a were you homeschooled did you go to like a, no, a i was not school? homeschooled i didn't go to a christian school technically. okay i did go to what's called an alternative school so it's oh. very small class sizes no sex education no like even biology um nothing Ooh. um um no, nothing the the first like sex education that i like formally had was that i took an elective my senior year of college um called sex ed called sex ed um um, so that's like the only formal education that I've ever had in it, other than like, um, my, my high school did not offer sex education, um, but it did offer you take care of the children of the, of the kids who have um, you who have had children, the children and parents. So there's like my, my school had like a high school had like a daycare attached to it. Well, that's nice. And you would get like assigned to go look after for a period uh, every day of the week for a term a five-year-old or like a three-year-old or like a toddler or like a baby baby um I mean if that wasn't your only like that's a shame that that's like kind of your only like kind of introduction to yeah. like here's family planning you bitch yeah, yeah exactly like, it, it, that is like such a nice concept yeah. I guess I mean I, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid someone's gonna tell me I, I'm wrong but like I, I agree, think like that's I nice I agree that it's a nice concept but I definitely like looking back like my high school had like a very very high teen pregnancy rate. Yeah, I was and, like gonna say. <laughs> like like there were like like I, like thirty kids of like age like five in that daycare, and they were not all the the the, the teachers' kids. Like not even probably mostly. Well, um, but, I mean, but I it's probably it's from like, all that not sex ed that they had. That's what I'm saying. Like it's all <laughs> from the not sex ed that they had for all, their whole life. Um. So yeah. Oh God. Um, so, yeah, uh... so that's basically all the sex ed that I have had. <laughs> just like my peers are getting pregnant and having yeah, babies and yeah. I'm looking after their children for a period during the yeah, day, which yeah. is arguably so nice. 
and yeah. like what a lovely way like i hope that it didn't cost the students anything to like send their children there yeah um, i don't think it did in oh fact, good in fact there's like a bunch of high schools in in eugene and i'm pretty sure that like whenever a teen got pregnant they were just like you're transferring to churchill so uh, they could have the that's yeah. kind of smart honestly yeah. and like smaller class size get them away from like sticking yeah. with their peers exactly. i guess i see why that is good i'm sure there are reasons why that is right. bad but yeah. like from my like limited understanding and perspective of all of the facts involved Mm -hmm. Sounds like pretty nice, yeah. but like, I don't think my, I don't think, I think in my four years of high school, there was one teen pregnancy, like where wow. a girl, like, I mean, there were loads of abobos, yeah, but like, <laughs> but there was one person I think who carried her, her, like carried her baby to term. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know her personally. Um, again, lots of abobos, lots of abortions, lots <laughs> but, of, but I mean, it was like funny because I think my school district was very like, we're supposed to teach you abstinence only sex, like sex education but like we think that's bullshit. so yeah. like wink wink nudge nudge like yeah have some sex education. have some like sex education on this i was also a part of um and savannah padilla uh shouts out uh was also a part of a similar program in humboldt county mm -hmm. um like a part of planned parenthood had this like teen theater group where we would go around and like to schools and like talk about sex ed and stuff. Wow. Um, highlight oh, of, yeah. Oh, that's okay. So that's not entirely true. There is one other thing. Are you familiar with the, um, I think it's called star, um, the star program. No, tell me okay. everything about this the star is, program. This is, it's like, it's like dare, but like for sex, ah, um, it's called no. students today aren't ready for sex. <laughs> And they like came to our middle school and made us sign like a pledge. And, you like, took a purity pledge. Yeah. And they like, well, they, they didn't like make you, but like everyone in the room signing it. And if you don't sign it, then like, like all of that, like, um, and, and like, they like, they would like, they came and they like showed you little grainy black and white videos and no! like no education about it. Just like, you're not ready for this. Um, <laughs> um, and like, and like gave us like scripts to like reenact scenes of like things you shouldn't do. And like, this is the bad scene. Like, like literally like, like there what was it, in the bat what was the some of the stuff that you shouldn't do like Low just drops? say yes to sex like ah! no like like not even any of that not it was like, like sex acts. it's like this friend is pe pressuring their other friend to have sex with well, them they don't do that i agree they, they shouldn't, shouldn't do, that. do that i agree they shouldn't do that but like that's not sex education right that's not sex education i mean yeah. absolutely like i think consent needs to be folded into yeah. sex education way more but like it's the silly thing is not being like you shouldn't want to have sex you demon yeah, exactly you heathen child you hormonal bag of piss yeah. um which sounds like what star is if if anyone out there has a star t-shirt please send it to me there i definitely are star t-shirts because because we didn't have the dare program in oregon or wherever i went to school we had dare when I, so you're when i saw but like we uh, whatever school i had didn't yeah I never encountered yeah, yeah 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 um when i saw dare in like college i was like oh is that like a star shirt it's like the same thing oh my god well first of all i've been trying to track down a dare shirt to do drugs in <laughs> yeah um it's because I love a good bit of irony. Um, sure. <laughs> I would love a star shirt. Mm -hmm. um, that would be super fun to have sex in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to have a loving, compassionate, consensual sex in. Of course. Um, 
educated educated <laughs> like i know how to put on a condom i've known how to put on a condom yeah. since i was like 14 yeah. i think earlier than that so my middle school health teacher was hot and that wow. was like first of all it's a flex that i bring up to this day it's like i learned sex ed from a hot person and then also like what's such a problem because she was like so beautiful and all of the boys whoa. were like whoa no whoa. she's a boner yeah um it was like a whole thing um but I, I went to school in Ashland, Oregon. So like we okay. we had the same like state stuff, I yes, guess. But yeah. if you were if your school was not state funded, they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. so you went so you took a sex ed class at SOU. Yes, I. What was that it, like? Um, it was it was good. I don't know. Uh, I took it with like a bunch of people that we know, like Stephanie oh, cool. Norberg and Sarah Mitchell and stuff. Oh, I love um, that. Uh, and it was it was good, and it was educational, and you learn a lot of things that <laughs> I don't know. That mostly I like knew because like by the time I got to that point, I was like, I need to educate myself about these things, right? But like long before senior year of college, I like knew what sex was right totally but like <laughs> yeah. i think i mean i would i would not be opposed to like incorporating that into like a like a core curriculum for like for sure. undergrad students i feel yeah. like sex ed i, ed I agree because there is student. a lot of misinformation yeah and like also like i feel like high school students are still gonna be like <laughs> whereas like yeah. college students are probably gonna take it a little more serious mm -hmm. um i feel like it still needs to be a part of education and like i mean i feel like we're all learning about new stuff all the time Absolutely. so i love that you did that i think that is great and Thank of course you. like ultimately they're just going to repeat to you what your dad said which is if you engage in yes. heavy petting you Even will get general awards yeah. um that's true <laughs> so remember it's, good to know. it's very good advice some of the only good advice that my father has given me. thanks dad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but lucas my last question is did that do it for you i think it did it did yes <laughs> oh yeah uh -huh, yeah now let's take a bath together great <laughs> well that did it for me hope that did it for you thank you so much for listening that do it for you is hosted and created by leo grierson edited and produced by leo grierson and eric solis theme song by eric solis and visual design is by benny kessler follow us on social media at that do it for you wherever you social your media that Do It For You is a proud arm of the Juvenilia Collective. To find out more about the collective and what we do, you can head over to thejuveniliacollective.com. And if you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatdoitforyapod to join our horny little community. 